0: Yeah, it's Jen and Jason. We're back with the Chill Teacher in yeah. our episode, Yeah. Chill Teachers.
1: Most of the snow has been shoveled. Yes. I would say.
0: Yes, we yeah. were. We've been stuck in our house for quite some time because of all the snow we received here. Yeah. Like 40-some uh, inches of snow, and the city pretty much shut down. It was so, a lot. And school shut down. And school so. shut
1: down for five days, which I have not seen in...
0: Five snow days. Yeah, I don't remember ever getting. I don't this. ever remember. Like I remember that one snow day as a kid, and it was like, <coughs> oh, you know, well, I guess in junior high and high school because I got to Wyoming in eighth grade. Yeah, so. yeah. I remember
1: and... some some snowstorms when I was young. Mm-hmm. If I if I was talking to my mom the other day, the blizzard of '82, I think, was a,
0: woo, woo,
1: <laughs> the blizzard of '82.
0: Yeah, I remember. But in, these in the, the kids got lucky. I, I we haven't figured out. We haven't heard anything whether we'll have to make them up yet or not. So, right. yeah, I, I'm crossing my fingers that we don't have to because uh, the city did declare a state of emergency, so that could be on our side. I yeah, guess.
1: it's a it, it's a complicated thing. I mean, obviously, we, we want uh, we want kids to go to school. Uh, that's that, that's what we want. We we want them to uh, to get all of the education that uh, that they can possibly get. Uh, all of the time, or at least as much as possible. However, I would also say, and this is something that I believe we've touched on in a, in a few different ways, uh, which is policy underrepresents reality, doesn't it? Right. You can make all the policy that you want, but it, but if there's forty-two inches of snow, on uh, on the road, it doesn't really matter what your policy.
0: Right is I would say also <laughs> though it's really interesting, just this is kind of a commentary on on things and and mm-hmm. what I've been thinking about this though is you know our district our district spent a lot of uh cares money on getting tablets for every student and every teacher
1: yeah because, because of the pandemic
0: right, right you mean, yeah. after after yeah. last year, yeah. so they used a lot of that cares funding to get to make sure you know be a one to one right yeah, technology. every student yeah. have one mm-hmm. and every adult have have a a a ipad an ipad um but when we shut down it was sort of we just shut down because i you know there were people that didn't have power and so they didn't want to leave those people out yeah but even our you know we've talked about we have a son who's going to be 13 he's 12 but will be 13 here pretty soon yikes and even you know as i'm talking to him he said yeah what not that he was complaining mind you right he got these extra days off but again a lot of us have prepared online stuff, so right. we're ready to go. So, of course, that's just another, the, just the, the attitude of, I'm not saying that I know the answer because if kids didn't have power, there's Wi-Fi there's yeah. issues or whatever, mm-hmm. but at the same time, nothing will ever change if we always do the same thing the same way all the time. Yeah. So, well, you know,
1: and 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 let's let's be honest as well. I think this is probably the uh, uh, the the first time in this entire um, podcast, or at least the episodes thus far, um, in which I have, or in which I ever would, flat out blame parents. But to to put it mildly, sometimes there's just no pleasing people.
0: Right. right, If, if yeah. we had said, "Let's go." If you said, "We're
1: going to do this," everybody would say, "Why didn't you do that?" Right. If you said, if everybody said, "Why didn't you do that?" Everybody would say, "Well, if Why you don't remember you back this? when,
0: right. I mean, that's exactly what happened yeah. back when when uh-huh. uh, everybody shut down last year for COVID uh-huh. was well, we weren't prepared for well, this. We weren't for prepared this. for this. We didn't have we don't have devices that my kids can't be we don't have wi-fi we don't have which is true that may be true and it it absolutely could be true Mm -hmm. because we have rural places people live out of the middle of nowhere around here you know but at the same time it's like what did you want us to do we at least got to count that school year as a full school year and kids still got to graduate which you know yeah all all very important so i guess what what's the right answer i don't know but uh, somehow I can't be optimistic that we won't have to make these school days up. I keep <laughs> wanting to be optimistic, but I, there's part of me that's like, you already know you're gonna have to be going an extra week in June, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. just get get ready for it.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I guess uh, not not too many um, wildly, I don't know, pressing things on our mind. I guess. Except I read a book this week. One of the things that you get to do, uh, it happened to be uh, my spring break this week, uh, such as it is. And if by spring break you mean the neighbor and I shoveled and, you know, (laughs) we're were using the snowblower on our driveways Mm and, and, and whatever else it is, then I suppose that qualifies as spring break. Certainly didn't feel like spring break. Um, but I read a book this week, and uh, I thought that the book was brilliant, I thought that the book was marvelous, and wouldn't you know, I want to talk about the book a little bit today. And I know you have some, uh, uh, some things that you'll want to contribute to this. Um, I'd like to tell you uh, the, the title and the author of the book first uh, heard about the book on fresh air. Uh, NPR's uh, Fresh Air. Uh, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what day it was. It was Monday or Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, because I wanted to go to the bookstore, but I wasn't sure that we could go to the bookstore. I don't remember exactly what day it was. Um, Anyway, name of the book is, and I'm looking at it right now, Future Proof, Nine Rules for Humans in the Age of Automation by Kevin Roos, and that's R-O-O-S-E. And, um, like I said, heard uh, an interview... Uh, with Kevin Roos on Fresh Air, uh, wanted to go buy the book. This uh, uh, th- this book falls into a um, uh, a, 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 a deep interest th- that I have, probably as a person who works in the arts, as a person who works in uh, in in the humanities. Um, there, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to explain the the, the premise of the book as quickly as I can, and then explain some of the, um, some of the thoughts that I had as, as reading it uh, or while reading it. And the, the premise of the book is that automation is coming for everyone. And, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, we used to think that this meant robots in the factory, right? You know, robots build the cars or robots, you know, and machines, uh, you know, weld together the, you know, the, the this or the at, uh, you know, all of these, uh, th- these things. Um, but of course, um, automation also means things like, uh, loosely speaking, AI and computer software. Easiest way to get to this is, uh, is to ask you this. Uh, Jen, who has done our taxes for the last 11 years? Uh,
0: computer software. Uh,
1: computer software. A proprietary <laughs> computer software uh that starts with two t's has yeah. done our computer software whereas 30 40 years ago you used to pay an accountant uh, to do this mm-hmm. an accountant is a middle class job accountant is a highly you know trainable uh you know it's a thing that, that you can go to school to do um now you do your taxes for uh $59 you do it at home uh it is automated is that you know essentially all we're talking about is A collection of math problems. Isn't that what we're talking about when we're doing our taxes? Mm -hmm. We're talking about a collection of math problems.
0: Which is interesting because I used to, you know, I, I guess maybe this is something that you know liberal minded people tend to. Mm -hmm. We like to give work to people, and we don't want to do and we, you know, build the strong economy, Mm -hmm. but also. Help our local people, blah blah blah, and it's funny because how quickly, yeah. in this sense, If we're something like, is easy and convenient nope, and I, achieve, if I can figure out how to fill in the blank, and it. it was you know twenty nine ninety yeah. nine, then I'm mm-hmm. buying it, and yeah. that's how it's going to be. Ano- another
1: form of uh, of automation that people don't often think of. Um, well, whenever you go to the store, let's say the grocery store, let's say uh, your favorite uh, department store, uh, Target, Walmart, wherever you go, uh, how to check out last time.
0: Yeah, self-checkout. Self-checkout. More self-checkout. Self-checkout registers.
1: means, right, that's a that's a robot, uh, right. quote-unquote. No, robot.
0: no yeah. person is that's being right. paid to do that mm-hmm. job. I am checking out myself.
1: So the premise or, or the thesis of Kevin Roos' book is that this stuff is coming, and it's coming for people that we wouldn't have expected to come for. Uh, it's coming for accountants. It's coming for lawyers. I mean, you know, it's coming for, uh, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. If you've seen one 30-year term life insurance policy, you've seen them all. Who writes those? You don't need anybody to write those. Those are written, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you change the names. Maybe there's some special circumstances, but, you know, these are all forms of automation. So Kevin Roos' thesis or his premise in the book is that rather than training humans to be better machines, we should be training humans to do the things that humans do, which is rooted or which are rooted in emotion, empathy, relationships. Uh, it's rooted in uh, service. It's rooted in taking. is rooted in taking taking care of people. Um, you know, we, we all know what it's like to uh, uh, to feel like a number sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's one of the you know one of the uh, the, the side effects of of, of automation is that uh, you know your call is very important to us. Please stay on the line. Oh really? If your call was important to us, wouldn't there be someone to
0: right.
1: answer the phone? The minute that a job, particularly a a highly repetitive job, you know, any job that is that, that is very much about um, following a certain set of procedures, you know, I had to pay a bill online uh, the, the other day. I paid a bill online. Didn't talk to him.
0: human. Yeah, you don't. You punch in the numbers. Took on the my phone, yeah. uh,
1: my card number. T- took everything. You know. Automation is coming for all of us. Therefore, how can we be, uh, shall we say, more human than uh, th- than the machines? Because that's what's going to sell. Well, I
0: guess on this, his book would be a perfect uh, argument of what what we should be focusing on in education. Bingo. Uh, you know. And I've brought this up before, but it's about the relationship. There it is. Uh, a human builds yeah. relationships. A teacher builds relationships with their students. Mm-hmm. But what is the one thing that yeah. we always hear about? when we're looking at how the worth of a school or the worth of a teacher is yeah. their test scores. It's all of these quantitative yes.
1: things, yeah. So so obviously, Jen, uh, thank you very much for uh, for giving me, once again, a beautiful assist into what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I loved this book. I loved what uh, what Kevin Roos has to say. I love the the values that he's describing. I love what, what he's talking about. Um, and again, they probably strike me a little bit differently or personally because I work in the arts and humanities. Um, and again, humanities, it's kind of right in the name. Human, it's kind of right, we have it in the name right there. Um, I had a couple reactions uh, and a, a few thoughts going on in my head as I was reading the book. Um, Kevin Roos uh, in the book makes a, a few, uh, shall we say, recommendations or prescriptions as to as to what we could do. Um, certainly schools are going to play a big part of this because if you, if you agree that one of the things that a school should do is, uh, prepare people for the labor market to, you know, to, to get a job, I don't think that's the only thing that schools should do. Schools are in the business of building citizens, uh, fully yeah. operational citizens, mm-hmm. um, not just to get a job, but I think there is... Uh, is exactly the point that I'm going to end up driving at. Um, all of a sudden, I was remi- reminded of a uh, of my favorite dean, a um, dean who passed away a few years ago, uh, who said this. He said, whatever is going on in the culture or in the economy, the education system should be uh, should be focusing on the opposite, because that's what's next. Automation, computers, right, computer programming. That's what we see I saw a few years ago. Oh, you gotta learn how to code. No, you don't. Computers are gonna code computers. Humans don't need to learn how to code. Humans need to specialize in things that they know how to do. Well and that's funny
0: that you mentioned that because yeah. our state just adopted Ugh, computer science standards. Code. And yes. they want they want teachers to be teaching computer science in the And and you know, I I don't know how I feel about that because at the yeah. same time, yeah, you want them to be ready for their society that they're gonna yeah. live in. But, but this is what's time, next yeah, yeah. You know so. and
1: and there's a and there of course, is the intersection, you know one of the things that I had a response to because again, Kevin Roos makes a few recommendations. I think they're recommendations that are spot on. Here's my question. Here's my problem. here's the thing that I that I wonder about. The further you go up Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the more human you get, right? Mm-hmm. okay? Well, the further you go up that hierarchy, The harder it is to quantitatively assess those things. And that is something that schools, colleges, universities, the HLC, and the accrediting agencies will not be able to handle. Right. Because it is very, very easy to assess who got the math problem correctly. It is a little bit more difficult to assess how did you do on your speech.
0: Right. Or What is your opinion of this poem? Or what is your emotional state yes. right now? You what, what, know? Yeah, what, what,
1: please, uh, please tell me. You know, oh, I'd, I'd like to grade your empathy. Oh boy, I could tell you a story. I'd <laughs> like to grade your empathy. Oh, yes. you get you get a two on the empathy scale. Yes. These are the values, right? That, that this particular author, and that all of us. I think. I mean, if you're a thinking person, you mm-hmm. got to be thinking about this stuff. If you are locked in to quantitatively assessing and valuing things. You will not be able to make this leap. You will not understand what, 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 what this guy is talking
0: about. Well, but what you need is you need an entirely different shift yep. in everything that we do. The whole The, the, ball game. the education system needs to be completely revamped yep. to focus on relationships, the mm-hmm. emotional needs, yep. those types of things versus did you pass the state? Right. What was your state exam score? Right.
1: And yeah. that is another reason why I think why I think there's going to be some incredible fights and arguments ahead about this because all this talk about feelings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: feelings and relationships, Jen mm-hmm. can't be sitting here talking about feelings, feelings. Mm-hmm. What is this? What are we talking? What, what kind of hippie crap is that? Mm-hmm. Feelings. What are we We're supposed to be training people to get out there and do the things
0: oh, but over you here know, talking it, about it's a good. It's a good, what's so funny to me though, is if you ask any individual whether they work in our yeah, in our anything. area of uh, you know education or they work in business or whatever they either like or hate their boss and they can tell you why it's not like it's this made up right. oh or let me let me give you the score that my boss scored on such and such right. it is they tell you all of the emotional right. all of the um, yeah. attributes that they dislike about that person and it has nothing to this do with assessment so maybe if we focused more on those things, those human characteristics, mm-hmm. maybe society would be better. Yeah.
1: And, but, but again, I don't think that, that uh, colleges, universities, not all of them, but some of them, and I don't think that K-12, and I certainly don't think that the accrediting agencies are ready at no, all no, to, to have a conversation not. about these sort of so-called, this is what we sometimes call these, soft skills. Uh, no, excuse me, not soft skills. The skills.
0: Right. The skills. No, ab- absolutely yep. they're not. They're not ready I mean, to have
1: this conversation.
0: No, no. It's and a very
1: uncomfortable conversation because like I said, well, I'm, I'm going to give you a, uh, th- there's a, a five-level rubric and right now you get a two on empathy. A two on empathy? What are we talking about?
0: Right? Well, just look at, okay, so if we look at our state and I are, we live in a very small state. We've mm-hmm. mentioned this many times. Mm-hmm. I actually just gave it away a little while ago where we live. Yeah. But we have one university. Yeah. Um, and the number of programs that that university has cut yeah. due to budget. Now they, they've sure. said, I mean, and rightfully so the governor said, you they're, have to cut your programs, here. Yeah. yeah, you have to, 10% of your budget has to be cut, blah, blah, blah. Right. But if you look at the programs that are being cut, guess which ones they are. They're not the ones that are easy to assess. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're talking about writing. We're talking about English. Writing that's never going to come. We're up. talking about you know what I'm saying. We're right? talking about sciences. Yeah. Because those are not easy to say. Yeah. You know, and their and their reasoning behind it, which is common from every state in the United States when they cut something, is well, there weren't enough people signing up for it. Uh, you know, and it when I saw that they were cutting, okay, so I sadly I don't speak another language. I took it in high school. Mm. I speak little bits and pieces of, you know, two different. um, I also can sign a little bit, but haven't done that for a while. So, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, But those were two of the programs that they're getting rid of in the education department, in the education department at at our university. uh, German, And you're saying you take a dim view of that. And and I do because I, when I know anybody who can speak a, a, you know, or dual language or they can speak another language, I'm always like... Man, I wish I could do yeah. that. Which, Man, I'm going to teach myself how to do that. Man, I'm gonna, and and so there will be no teachers in our state yeah. teaching that yeah. because they're getting rid of that program. Yeah. One of the other ones I think was history, like Who's history need combined. To know that? History combined with something else, yeah. and I just thought, oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah. But then it goes very well with a previous, you know, and a whole other issue that we've talked about before, which is the the ignorance of people when it comes to history civics, civics. government mm-hmm. uh, I mean yeah. not to harp on this but it did make national news and I well I I know it made our local paper and I think it made national news I saw somewhere yeah but we had a lawmaker in our state legislature uh-huh. a new legislator
1: yeah
0: um say basically the gist I'm not going to quote everything but it made me go oh and and this is and we're gonna get rid of history and we're not going to which basically that there's two sides to slavery, Jason.
1: There's two sides, huh? Okay.
0: And yeah. uh, what do you say to that?
1: I don't know what to say to that.
0: But then again, I mean, there you go. That is the area <laughs> yeah. that would require something that is not quantifiable, well, yeah, right? It would require we're gonna, Yeah,
1: we're going to have to have a conversation. And we're going and right, and it's going to be a little bit more um you know, there's there, there's something to be said for for, for trying to understand that that, that was going to come out wrong. Um, a lot of the biggest problems that humanity has are not black and white issues. We have to wrestle with them. There might not be a right answer. I'm not saying that there isn't a right answer to, to, to slavery. There, there <laughs> was a right answer there, right. but, but, but what I'm saying is, Things that have easy, black and white, yes or no, right or wrong answers are easy to assess. Right. Wrestling with something is teaching you how to think, but you may not ever end up with the quote-unquote right answer. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. That's what this book is talking about. Right. Right? Um, we are never going to get there. I think that our state in particular is going to have a very tough time with this. Um our state is going to have a tough time with this for uh, for a couple reasons. Um, first of all, all that talk about feelings—come
0: on, you just need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You just need to
1: pull myself up by my bootstraps. And, just, and stop you know, talking you about go. feelings. We I
0: mean, need to quit that. Yeah,
1: feelings are feelings are overrated. Okay, yeah. feelings are just a bunch of junk. But I do, t- and I and I was thinking about this the, the other day. Part of the reason that our particular state will never fully endorse or fully get behind renewable energy. Um, I mean, all of the money that, you know, fossil fuels and everything, yes, that, that's all mm-hmm. part of it. But I remain convinced that there's, a, that there's another reason. And it's, a, it's almost an aesthetic reason. Like, it's almost, it's almost a reason that has to do with, mm-hmm. it's almost like an aesthetic, which is um, there's nothing manly about solar power and wind. And as I said earlier, not to get all women's studies on you, but the idea of having a big giant drill and repeatedly pounding it into the soft ground, we are simply never going to let that go. Because <laughs> it's too...
0: Oh, man. I'm a... I... This is... I'm i strong.
1: I drilled a hole. Mm-hmm. And we will... You know, there, there's no big truck that goes vroom, vroom. In solar energy, you know, I can't take a pic- a picture next to the world's largest tire. Mm-hmm. When I'm putting up a-, a wind turbine, you know, we will that that's that's the reason that that I that all these sort of higher level, further up Maslow's hierarchy, um, you know, talking about feelings, talking about understanding someone's subjective experience, talking about emotions, talking about how to relate to someone, we. I, and I don't think, I don't just don't think our state, I think as a culture, we are not equipped to, to, to do that. Right. I don't, I don't, I, I have, my opinion is that Americans are very uncomfortable get getting into areas of, oh man, you want me to like relate to you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you want me to, you, you, you want me to make you feel special. I don't think that's in our DNA. I think oh. it should be, well, but I don't think it's in our ability. Well, what to,
0: examples to would you it. have? You can't look yeah. if we if you look at the political at the state of yeah. the politics in Psh, our country. Understand you have, each other. You have two sides. Come on. You have yeah. two sides fighting one another, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're doing. You know, yeah. it's it's just. I I can't even. Yeah. I could give you so many examples.
1: These are exactly the things that we need to do as a as a culture as a as a society. And we will not do them, frankly, because we don't like the look. That's really what it mm-hmm. is. We don't like the look. And then you map that onto the education system, and I will go back to, these things are wildly difficult to assess. Because the further... The, the, how do I want to put this from another of my favorite books, The Tyranny of Metrics? The, the, the closer you are to an inanimate object, the easier it is to assess. Mm. I can tell you how much... Uh, uh, you know how much snow the shovel can hold at any one scoop, okay? And then I can tell you that I can move more snow earlier on in the day rather than later in the day because I get tired. But someone's feelings, someone's ability to re- to relate to another human being, I don't have a rubric for that, nor can I create one that would be meaningful.
0: You know though that's that's been an argument. Well, at least since I've been a teacher, <laughs> and the, because whenever, you know, and I've spoken in front of the legislator, be, legislature before, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's hard to do so because they don't understand what your life is like. Yeah. You know, it's made up of, it's a citizen legislature, and it's made up predominantly of older white men who are farmers. The no. majority of them are farmers, or
1: business people in some and, loose and, sense, and
0: or and then you know yeah. there's several lawyers in there, Yeah. but they don't understand what it's like to deal with a seventh grader having a meltdown, or yeah. what it's like to which has nothing to do with a test score, doesn't right? It? Yeah. Or what it's like to mm. you know tell a student to focus on school when they haven't eaten at home, yeah, and you're making sure they yeah. have food. You're talking about and, injecting you know, humanity through the entire system, right? So it's yeah. This has been an argument that's been ongoing, yeah. and you have one side that is simply flat out refusing to see any other way. Yeah. And, th- and that's how I view it. Yeah. They are refusing to say this is the new reality. That yeah. that his argument, which is we need to be focused on the more human things, you have we'll, we'll lots of... We'll never get
1: there, yeah. No.
0: You're, it's going to take years to convince people. It's an entire people. shift
1: because, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's... Uh, Because, again, these things used to be called, um, and it always bothered me, I said before, soft skills. No. The skills. Actual
0: skills. But here's the other thing. We we have a lot, for those of us that believe this, we have a lot to do and work to do to try to convince people because we don't have a shiny new thing that we can show them. That's right. There's no... Like, you know, this focusing on relationships or... Mm Uh, humanity. I don't have there a 42, is no product yeah. for me to create and then show you see what we did. I don't
1: have a dollar box of flashcards to sell right. you, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah.
0: You I, know, I, it, we don't have. It has anything. to do with
1: me in the room. That's right. what it has to do with.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could easily talk to the people that have been a student in your classroom or whatever, but yeah. again, that takes time. Yeah. And they're not going to take the time to do that. Right. And then you know what? We could just give you a survey. And then we can quantify it, mm-hmm. and we'll look at your survey, and if the numbers yeah. look good, fine. But the thing is, we're
1: not really going to know mm-hmm. until 20, 30 years down the road, you know? Yeah,
0: when those people become citizens. Actual citizens. Yeah. Of,
1: yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was thinking about this the, the other day, and I, I saw a guy with a with a hat on at the hardware store. And you know what hat I'm talking about. I hadn't seen this one before. <laughs> it was red. Um, what they always used to say was the full phrase, make right. America great. Good. This one was just red, and it just said M-A-G-A in capital letters. Okay, make America great again. Now, first of all, let's unpack this phrase a little bit. Make
0: well, a- let's, if you want to start with history, com- yes. let's look at where that phrase comes let's, from. Let's,
1: right. Well, okay, well, yes. we don't want to go we there. We don't want to go there. Right. But, but make, mm- Amer- make America great again. Okay, the addition of the word again is the most inter- interesting part of that slogan, okay? But let's say that you take it. You say, make America great again. Okay. So what this implies is that at a point in the past, America was greater than it was today. Okay. You... N- I, l- <laughs> l- let me follow this for a second. Okay. um, I agree with you. You're talking about, uh, for me, America's golden age, or the most recent one, was the post-war past. Right? Anywhere from the end of the war up until about 1970-something or other. Now, it wasn't great for everyone. Large portions of the population in that entire time completely left out of the greatness. But to the extent that America was great in the past, and you think that it isn't now, you have to ask yourself, what made America great? Oh, I don't know. How about free or largely free college education? That's an interesting Mm -hmm. one. How about the top marginal tax rate being 90%? We're about to have an argument over the difference between 33, 36, and 39%. And yet, right, and economically, th- there we were. Okay? Mm-hmm. I am for making America great again, just not in the way that the people who wear those hats seem to think so. I want to actually make it great again. And I think what it had to do with is go into college and you gotta take a class on American literature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know what you learn in American literature? You learn about America, and you learn about, right, you have your the stories of a culture. You learn
0: to empathize with and you other have, yes, people and you learn through to the read. literature that you read. Yeah,
1: there's one thing that I disagree a bit with Kevin Roos here. He has a bit in one of the chapters, um, humanities, uh, uh, learn machine age humanities, and he has a little sentence. He says, "He says I'm not sure how, mm. uh, how reading Beowulf makes you a better human being. Well, uh, I kind of disagree with that. I know it makes you a better human being. I just can't prove it.
0: Yeah. And that's when I would say, come in and, and I welcome you into my 12th grade English class when we read it. Yeah. And you can see the connections that actually yes. kids who have struggled their entire lives in, in special education, mm-hmm. when we read that, and we do read it, and people, I, I am currently not in that position. And I do know that the person that is there is not reading it because it's too hard. I've I've heard that. But I will say that watching those students struggle through it and then talking about it in a way so they can understand it makes it beneficial to them.
1: Yes. In other words, why does everything have to lead to a skill? Mm -hmm. Some things are just stuff to know.
0: You just know
1: it. And you should know it. You should appreciate music. Why? Because you're going to be a a, a musician? No, but because that's what that's that's a human, you know. You should you you should read Beowulf. Why? Because you're going to be a specialist in early medieval literature. No, you're going to read it because it's a human story.
0: Oh, but you also you read it, and if you decide you don't like it. You'll learn why you don't like it. And you'll learn about yourself. What do I like? What is something that I want to pursue? What is something I do like? Why does
1: everything have to be directly applicable to my life?
0: Well, I could argue simply that what I've said numerous times here is the standardization of the education system. Because we decided that we had to have standards. And everything was going to we be were, directly applicable. And we were going applicable. to yes. put it on the board and make sure we were teaching those standards. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to check it off on our checklist yeah. to say, Writing Well, see, is I taught directly it. directly applicable. I taught it. Yeah.
1: Math is directly yeah. applicable. All these so-called soft skills, mm-hmm. so-called soft skills, and literature and books and music and poetry. That's that, you're, you're becoming a human. I don't care if you, you know... Uh, it,
0: So, I just want to say something really quick to you, because I want to go back to the MAGA, and it was very hard for me to interrupt you and say anything. You had a wonderful look on your face, which I love. I think that you are giving the people who wear those hats way too much credit. I don't think, when they say, M-A-G-A, make it, Obama was the president before that. And what they mean is, it was not great when Obama was there, and now it will be great again because Donald Trump was there. Right. Oh, I, no, I, I...
1: I understand exactly what 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 so, they mean yes my my argument is that if you wanted to make America great again, I actually have a list of policies that would get you there right right um those policies
0: you will but i don't completely I don't think I was going to say, but I also yeah. don't think they want to hear. Those. Oh no. Because it's yeah. easier. They're it's, not interested I mean, in policy. You know, they're interested exactly. in owning the libs. That's e- what they're e- interested e- exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's be clear.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're, they're interested in making liberals, liberals cry. They have no policy recommendations
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: aside from lower taxes are good. Yeah. Um, which uh, no they're not because if you want functioning schools you might want to raise some revenue. Just saying.
0: Well but, and and yeah. I will and I yeah. get to give credit you know. I you brought that up, but I read in our you know our our local paper, and I actually very much respect this particular legislator. But he was quoted as saying, you know, this bill was put out there to see if people would would agree with it. It got voted down, and he said these are the same people who are voting against this, but do not want to raise taxes. You can't so, have both, and and that's exactly what he said. These yeah. people are saying we don't want. You, we don't happens. want you to do this to yeah. our our state but we also don't want you to raise taxes to raise revenue you can't have it both ways you got to pick one on that you can't yeah. so it's well, either it, or It's yeah, it's no longer just we got to do this and we got to get a free ride and, yeah. and you got to do you know and, and, like and, it's just
1: yeah oh. and, and you know that that really has to do with some critical thinking doesn't it critical thinking would be uh would be another one of these uh another one of the, of these so-called soft skills that we have, you know, it, you learn that in the arts and in, in, in the but behaviors. here's
0: what they do, and this is what I've noticed has been done over the years: is we want, we say we want critical thinking skills, yeah, but then we turn right around, and this has been recent in our in our area, mm-hmm. and say it's a liberal view of education, right? Because you're choosing to use actual history, yeah. actual facts mm-hmm. that have happened, but. We want you to think critically, yeah. but we don't want you to get just the liberal view. Which yeah. there, I, I don't know what that view is. Well, I don't know what it is as, because,
1: as Stephen Colbert once joked, reality has a well-known liberal bias. Well, apparently,
0: but, it, apparently it does, does yeah. <laughs> to some people. But
1: you know, yeah. but I I think what 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 you've done right there, um, and I don't know. This may be all there is to to say on this particular issue. Swing so it back to the book for a second. Here here's a book that has a collection of thoughts and a collection of of uh, of answers a collection of things on them everyone or you know you may read this book you 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 may agree with it and nothing bothers me more than everybody nodding their head along and saying yes these things are important and then taking zero steps mm-hmm. to to somehow enact them, mm-hmm. or to somehow live them, or mm-hmm. to somehow do anything. It, it, it's the thing that bothers me to no end. We value such and thus, and then we will take zero steps to even behave like we value such and thus. Mm-hmm. And that's just, uh, that, that's what it is. I, to, I I Probably the most frustrating thing in the world is when somebody says, this is important, let us do nothing in order to address this important thing. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, that, that was a big long rant that, that we had. <laughs> right now. That, that's what I had about this book. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the book is wildly important. I think that automation is coming and remember, according to Kevin Roos, automation does not just mean a robot in a factory. Um, you know, you, you've walked around the, 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 the department store and you've seen that, that thing that cleans the floor. And there's no human on it. Mm-hmm. Right? The automated checkout stand. The software that does your taxes.
0: But you we've know? done this to ourselves. The, our society has done this to ourselves. There's nobody to blame yep. but ourselves. It's like people technology who...
1: can do these things. And, and to quote the line from, for, from Jurassic Park, you were so obsessed with whether or not you could do it, you didn't ask yourself if you should.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and but here's the thing is we, we as a society, when I keep saying we have yeah. to change, we're going to have to be the ones to change it. We decided we wanted things yeah. super Cheaper cheap.
1: Cheaper is good. Yeah. Right. I like, I
0: we like decided cheap. we wanted a place like Walmart mm-hmm. and we allowed that to be there yeah. and we shop there. We give them their money. Yeah. That's what apparently our society has decided. Yeah. So the next step is mm-hmm. we don't want to pay an accountant. A hundred and whatever mm-hmm. dollars an hour,
1: and before too long, you're going to have a real problem, and because because what we're talking about is if large sections of of the economy and and the world of labor suddenly do not need people, then that whole Protestant ethic that we've been operating under for the last five hundred years you know that, that that work is good and that's and that's how you're valuable as a human being. Well, if there is no work. Then we've got a gigantic societal shift on our hands.
0: Well, I also think, though, we again we've allowed this to be the way it is, and this is always my big argument and my big frustration is, when I bring up higher education, when you see what we're doing right now, it is not what's best for a person who goes to college. It is not. It is not putting the TA in the classroom as the teacher, like at the while yeah. while the expert in that area. Mm-hmm sits in their office and does research and writes grants. That is not how it should be. And that is how it is. I can tell you that I know when I went to the university uh, for my bachelor's degree, almost all my classes were taught by faculty, by PhD faculty. I had one, I had two courses out of my entire career that were taught by TAs. That that. would be completely unheard of now because they're so hungry for money because, again, we talk about how it's all connected. You cut the funding to the university for a Mm not-for-profit, and then what do they have to do? They have to rely on getting grants and who's going to write those grants. But again, though, something that they've also done that didn't need to be done is, like we've talked about numerous times, the creation of all these other departments and the creation of all these other places where they need to collect their data. Yeah. So it's it's what do we value? Because if we value what Kevin says, then we need to completely revamp the way our society functions. Because it is not functioning as if we believe what he says in his book.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, he he's talking in there about about jobs that are... Uh, that are very very, you know, jobs that are service based, jobs that are jobs that are relationship based, you know. Um, and here here's another thing about this. I was thinking about this as a uh, as an addendum to to last week's episode. It bothers me to no end that conservatives, in particular, rail against the so-called entitlement programs, welfare again mm-hmm. as we used to call that. It's not really the right word right now, you know all you know unemployment and this and that and you know and all and all these entitlements but also don't want to raise the minimum wage well which one is it you hate both you're going to have to pick the one that you hate less because guess what fewer people would require these so-called government services and entitlements and so-called handouts if you paid them a living wage if you paid them more money yeah. I don't know why this is so difficult to figure out.
0: Well, and I don't get it either because if they made more money, they would spend more money yeah. and inject it into the economy. Isn't so if, that your
1: whole deal? Yeah. If
0: the economy truly is the thing you care the most about. You would do that. If you paid people more money and they didn't have to, you know, live, you know, hand hand to mouth yeah. every, you know, month Which that they get paid. Which one is it?
1: You have to pick the thing that you hate more or less. Right?
0: Well, but again, that's not going to change. Until we, it's going to have to be a force change, you know?
1: And maybe, (laughs) you know, something about, you know, when, when jobs for accountants and paralegals and stuff start going away, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, because, because that, that's the thing, you know, the, the, the theory in Kevin Roos' book is that all this automation began in the factories. It began with, with blue collar workers. Well, it's coming for the white collar workers now.
0: Yeah. So what are we going to do?
1: So what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, Wonderful book. I would highly recommend it to anybody who wants to read it. Future Proof. Nine Rules for Humans in the Age of Automation by Kevin Roos. Love it. Go check it out from your local library or buy it from fine booksellers everywhere, which may be a company that uses drones and machines in order to drive your package directly to your door in two or three days or less once again there's a contradiction there but mm-hmm. here we are right mm-hmm. yeah uh wonderful conversation probably shorter episode today but uh, mm-hmm. but it's good do you have anything else you wanted to
0: uh, i i or? you know i was just been sitting here thinking and we actually we went to see a movie Oh uh, yeah. Um, and we haven't been to a movie in a very long time very because long time. of uh, the pandemic, but it's the new movie Chaos Walking, based mm-hmm. on Patrick Ness's three three uh yeah. books, which you and um, a young man loved. and yeah. my son and I read the first book and we're on the second one. Uh, but I would just if anybody's you know wants to chat about it or like send us an email or something, I just I I guess. You know, you're talking about what you're reading there. And I obviously, because I'm a teacher of English and i um, an English teacher who reads a lot of young adult literature. Yeah. Um, I guess that it just made me think that that book is very, very powerful in the sense of what we're talking about, about you having to change your society yeah. and not letting um, others decide that for you. And obviously it's fiction and it's written in a completely different text but context. That's but
1: but you see, I love what you that's what fiction does, isn't that what Trevor Noah said Mm -hmm. during your right? You you know, you you should read fiction. Why? Because fiction is where you learn to get close to a thing without necessarily having the direct experience experience of of the thing. thing. And And then you get to extrapolate and imagine and this is what humans do we extrapolate well not all of us if there's one thing that Americans aren't very good at it's extrapolating right <laughs> but it is that that's what fiction does fiction you know you know it's as a as a, a person that i like once said fiction isn't supposed to be a mirror it's supposed to be a door mm-hmm. you're supposed to go to another place yeah. and then learn about and then go oh okay oh oh but i think I'll that kind that. of sums up yeah.
0: The whole context of this conversation today, which is you really do need, we really do need to start trying to do something to shift more to what Kevin Moore, uh, Kevin Roos, sorry, mm-hmm. Kevin Roos is mentioning. Because what do we, I mean, I, I as all a society, is lost if we don't yeah. do this, yeah. It, I it, mean, like, there has to be, yep. we got to do something. If and we I we don't
1: learn how to be better humans, more humans, more humans, more human, <laughs> more empathetic, more understanding, more, dare I even say, artistic, Mm -hmm. right? More, you know, more, more well-rounded, right? I mean, I know how to use a computer, you know? How did I learn how to use a computer? I taught myself, well, not really. I was the, I was the last generation. I actually took a class called Introduction to the Internet. and I took it in (laughs) 1994 uh, and none of that is true anymore. (laughs) <laughs> because we were told that it was going to change civilization and make it easier to connect with each other. And, Boy, uh, did
0: we. And that that was yeah. exactly
1: correct, except it turns out that it was all cat videos and porn. That's uh, <laughs> basically what it was. Um, yeah,
0: we could have a whole episode a on whole social episode media. But...
1: Um, yeah, but I, I, I love I love what you're saying there. Um, it is about questioning things. Uh, that That's what fiction allows. You. I mean, th- think about like what good science fiction does. I'm looking at the shelf that has a bunch of science fiction. Right. Science fiction is not about the future. Science fiction is about now. Yep. yep. It's about today. Yeah. Because it's about extrapolating, imagining, mm-hmm. questioning. These are these are human skills. They're also wildly difficult to assess, which is why institutions won't like them.
0: Yep. That's there it is. Well
1: w- wonderful conversation. Yeah. As always, I sure enjoy talking to you. Yeah, which better be true because I've been living with you for twenty years. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we hope oh, you enjoy our episode.
1: You, you had a you had a birthday this weekend. Oh too. yeah. How old? Twenty
0: four. My son says twenty four. Twenty. You're twenty four. I'm gonna let him go with that. Twenty four. Gonna years let him old. just keep thinking that. Um, although he did figure out the math yeah. that that would be impossible for him to be here and to he... literally be here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to actually so, exist. Yeah. Uh,
1: well. Happy, happy birthday. I mean, I've said it yeah. a number of times, but happy birthday again. Thank you, thank you. We ate a cake.
0: Mm-hmm, we ate cake. cake. and mm-hmm. some stuff. We ate some cake.
1: We ate, we ate some cake. Uh, <laughs> really loaded up on the carbs this weekend. Pretty seriously. It's like, wow, do you love Doritos? Yeah, I do. Well, what else are you supposed <laughs> to eat when you're stuck inside? That's how you power the snow show. That's what right. Do you know, what, what do you do? Until a machine comes. Oh, wait, there was a machine. A snowblower. Outsourced <laughs> human labor. Look at that. Yeah. A snowblower, outsourced human labor. I'm going to be pretty obsolete here. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, well, good stuff. Great conversation. Once again, highly recommend the book. Uh, I'll put the link in, uh, or the, the name and the, uh, the title of the book, in the description of this episode. And um, we'll catch you all on the flip side yeah. if you're you listening.
0: For another episode next week of the Geo Teachers. Sweet. All right. Take See some. ya. bye.